Right, Dave. What's up, brother? Whoa! Oh, oh, oh. We, we'll almost, again. We, we almost uh, trailer hitched <laughs> there. Yeah. Right. Dave, hey, how you doing, mate? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you good. for coming on today. No, thanks for having me. That's awesome. Um, obviously, you're my coach for the last three and a half years. So cool. this is uh, this is good. It's quite. I'm I'm really happy to to sit down with you. It's thanks, obviously man. something Appreciate different. That obviously, we've probably never really had a conversation like this. But just for uh, anyone who's listening, just a quick brief introduction of yourself, your name, where you come from, and what it is that you do here. Cool. Um, my name is Dave Brett. I am the owner and head coach at Griffin's Boxing Club in North Vancouver. I'm also the Vice President of Boxing BC, and we're sitting in a new studio, a new online studio, uh, for a new brand that we're launching called BoxTax, so it's pretty sweet. Love it. Yeah. Great, mate. So just to go, normally I go right back to the beginning, but before we do that, I just want to go straight in. What does Griffins mean to you? Well, that's a big question. How long do we have? (laughs) But so just, yeah, as a whole, if you can sum it down, yeah, Griffin's Boxing Club. You know? Griffin's Boxing Club, uh, for me, right from the start, has been about uh, bringing community together. So the logo, when you look at the logo, um, the, the front is an eagle, and that's Carson Graham Eagles um, originally. That's my ultimata. And a good buddy of mine when I was boxing back in the day, he was Hansworth. Uh, that's the lion. They were rival schools, and okay. so the idea was to bring these rivalries together. Um, when you incorporate boxing and you incorporate the boxing scene, so some are a little bit old school, some are a little bit new school. So again, to sort of join those communities together, um, you know, we train uh, five-year-olds and we train 55-year-olds. So there's a whole skew of people that come mm-hmm. here and it's a really cool community. So for me, uh, uh, this place means community. Yeah, nice. I didn't know that, so again. Yeah, cool, eh? Yeah, it's Yeah, it's got a little bit of meaning there. Yeah, Yeah, it's important as well. And then having that crest, like it's just, uh, you know, it's just a symbolic uh, whole. It's like a family, you know? Mm. It's like the family crest, you know? Yeah, of course. (laughs) I definitely, like, for me, even from the first day I walked in here, I definitely got that sense of feeling. Yeah, cool. I could see what you built just from walking through the doors, and I think that's like, it's important, exactly. If that was my first impression, and three and a half years later, I'm still here. Yeah, probably right for on. that exact reason. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's great what you what you well, here. Well, you know, they say they can st- someone can steal your idea in six minutes. Mm-hmm. Six minutes, that's fast. And and they say they can steal your systems uh, in six months. And they say that it takes six years, if ever, to steal your culture. And so culture is the thing that sticks mm. and culture is the thing that all businesses should be working on. And it's definitely the thing that I focus a lot of my time and energy in and, and, and my team as well uh, buys into that culture and works on that culture and builds that and fosters that culture. So mm. it's been cool. And then our amateur team as well, it's the same. You yeah. feel it, right? When someone it, yeah, comes on yeah. and they don't quite fit in, they exit themselves pretty mm. quick. When someone comes on and they're in and they're, and they're wholehearted, it's pretty cool that way. Yeah. It's really a, a good binder, so. Mm. Um, just, uh, so off the back of that, like, you know, you're, you're, you're the head coach, you're the owner of Griffin's Boxing Club. Many hats. <laughs> yeah, many hats. <laughs> but going right back to the very beginning, like, how did you come across to boxing? Like, was it something that you always did for, as, a, as a kid or, you know, when you, when you remember day one of boxing, how did that enter your life? Yeah, that? man, it, it was a crazy story. I, I, I oh, oh, there you go, there you go. Um, yeah, a crazy story. Uh, boxing wasn't a part of my life. I, I grew up um, from a split family. I was born in Zimbabwe. 
and moved here when I was about two. Parents divorced right away. Kind of, you know, it, it wasn't athletic based. Um, about 16, no, 17 years old, I dropped out of high school, dropped out in grade 11 and just got into a whole bunch of stuff. I was stealing cars, I was, I was never mean, like I was never beating people up and like being like that, oh, I was just a piece of shit though, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, went to, I went to jail for stealing some, we were going to go steal a Porsche, but it, <laughs> I got busted <laughs> for stealing the license plate, which okay. just sucks. And, um, and I, was, I was in jail and then went to court because of that. And my grandpa, he was pretty much the only like male influence in my life that, that you know, had some meaning for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he stood in the back and says, Judge, you know, he's a good kid. I know he is, even if he doesn't. And that day I got home and I looked in the mirror. Are you allowed to swear on this program? Yeah, okay. um, I looked in the mirror and I, I literally said out loud, looking at myself in the mirror, I'm like, I fucking hate you. Mm. And I don't, know, I don't know why I had it but I had a copy of a book called The Power of One. And it was just a novel, it's a Bryce Courtney novel. And um, I said, I fucking hate you. And, and I saw that book and I, and I sat down and I, and I didn't stop reading it until I was done. And I didn't read books. Mm. I, I was, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> slick back hair and a goatee and you know, 260. I was yeah. like, yeah, books are for losers, right? <laughs> And um, the book was about uh, PK, who was uh, an orphan in Africa, and I connected just, you know, being from a- born in Africa mm-hmm. and and split family like the feeling of being an orphan, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was bullied at school. I was bullied at school, and PK learned how to box, and he learned how to box, and then he used boxing to bring the communities and the tribes of Africa together. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yes. And um, and from that, that book really changed my life. And I, I went out and I, I found a boxing gym. It was it was not a, a typical boxing gym of the time, which is like the basement of a beer and wine store. You yeah. step over the drunk guy, you know. <laughs> uh, it was at a rec center and and uh, Farang was the coach. He was great. He, he taught, kind of like a math teacher teaches a student. It's like, hey, teach me how to teach you. Like, mm-hmm. teach me math and then you know it, yep. right? And so his style of of teaching was, you know, as long as you can teach how to throw a jab, then you know how to throw a jab. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, but from that, I, I went back and I finished school. I, I got a degree at UBC. I traveled the world. Like, it all stemmed from starting with boxing. That's so that's how, that's how I got into it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's uh, incredible about that book. Like, it's, oh, man. It seems yeah. like you kind of like, you've read this book and you've kind of cardboard cut out, like, you've just absolutely emulated from that book from the sound of it and the cool thing like if I bring you to my office over here I have like 15 copies of it I was going to say I'd love to try and get hold of a copy I got a copy for you yeah yeah that's amazing (laughs) Uh, because you know we get a kid in the gym that's kind of going through a a rough spot or you know you can sort of see that you know and, and I usually grab a copy and and say, read this. Yeah. I, the, just the other day, actually, I, a copy of the book was left at my house. I don't know. Someone must have read it and, and then it dropped it off, which is which is Crazy. unusual. But that's cool. So you so. get like a good like you know. I'd say even just like seeing that book, you probably just get a lot of like feeling just come back and. Oh yeah, man. You know, you yeah. obviously 
for you to for that to stick out for you even from from back then it must have obviously played a big part of your life you know? oh, even yeah. you're speaking about it now so totally there's a lot of feelings obviously emotions attached to probably just holding and, and looking at the cover of that book i think that's 100 percent. yeah and it was made into a movie but it was made from disney so it kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah it screwed it up <laughs> it's not as hardcore as yeah, awesome yeah. but, <laughs> no, but that's it was cool, cool. no yeah. i respect that yeah, so, um and then Going into, so you started boxing at the rec center, you know, yeah. obviously you started changing your life, you realize a lot of things, you thank a lot of that down to boxing? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Boxing, boxing changed my life, mm. absolutely. And, you know, even here, you know, we use boxing as a tool, mm. but what we do here is we change people's lives and build confidence. Mm. That's what Griffin's really does. Yeah, it says and then, it, says and then it in we, your, Yeah, and then, your and then we, we use boxing as that tool, mm. just like you know that math tutor uses math yeah. to, as the tool, right? Like, uh, we use that, and so I started uh, boxing. I think at about nineteen, um, and at about twenty-one, my coach went to Florida. He was supposed to go for two weeks, mm -hmm. but uh, he didn't come back. So. Okay. Um, so approached the rec center and, and the rec center said, you know, if you guys volunteer, um, then, then go ahead, but we're not paying you for it. So okay. started to just do a little bit of coaching and, and had two people in a class and then we had five and then, you know, and then got a good contract, uh, with the rec center, a good buddy of mine, um, and I were teaching it and, uh, and we built this really cool program in the rec center. And, you know, that entrepreneur brain of mine started to say, okay, well, we need a logo or we need a shirt. Mm. And, um, and I finished school and I was ready for the next step. And, um, and at that point, I signed my first lease at 25 years old. I think I had $500 in my, to my name and a Ford, a Ford truck without a tailgate. That's all okay. I remember. <laughs> but we worked hard. We worked uh, around the clock for two months building this place out. And, and then uh, I opened uh, April 2005, oh. um, yeah. And, and that was the start of Griffin's Boxing Club? That was the start, yeah, it was the start. And you know, I, I didn't want to open that, that basement of the beer and wine store mm. um, club. I, I know that attracts a certain person, that person that just wants to fight, and that's yeah. great. I, I appreciate that and I respect that but it's really only 5% of the population. Mm. And I wanted to attract the 95% of the population. Yeah, yeah. And the vision has always been to be uh, a place for a community that gathers around a boxing ring rather than a rec center, which is a place for community that gathers around a swimming pool. Sure. And so, um, yeah, I developed a way to teach boxing using different color hand wraps, which is box tech mm -hmm. and, um, and I trademarked across North America and, and I've been able to uh, train five-year-olds all the way up to, you know, uh, national and provincial champs. So mm. it's been a really, really cool journey with that. Yeah. And it's been a cool journey with um, being able to like foster uh, athletes who turn into coaches and being able to like uh, mentor them and bring them through a journey much like what I've done. Mm -hmm. um, I've sat down many, many times for, you know, the coffee or yeah. the, the breakfast with uh with athletes that are kind of going askew or coaches that are that are not doing so hot and mm -hmm. and just use use the the experience that i've had to yeah. to help build them and help you know get a little bit more focused on what they're truly capable of yeah, so yeah. it's been cool like that yeah, yeah that's good uh like i say i've i've had them conversations with you totally myself, man so, yeah yeah so i was I gonna know. say yeah it's uh <laughs> 
but um, obviously it's great for, for everyone to, to hear of like the fantastic work that you've done, you know, even from all the way back then in the rec center to what you have now is, is unbelievable to, obviously not, not everyone can see from, from this little uh, camera in this room, but from what you've built here is absolutely phenomenal and like one could only aspire to do the things that you've done and obviously it's your whole journey is just, obviously it's insane. Thanks, and man. It's keep, and it's gonna keep growing, you know? Well, like, but even for you, man, like, when we first met you i think we first met because you came and helped me do some painting and like you know and you started to box and mm. and and now look man you own a, a great uh, boxing brand boxed off and mm. you have a good following and you're about to enter a provincial tournament as like top seed of of that tournament like you've come a long way and i'm yeah. really proud of you man i think the whole team is really proud of you and yeah and you know i think that is because of that community and because of your hard work and because of the involvement and because of the buy-in of the culture and because of all that that all adds up to that creates champions and that's that's how we do it of course yeah, yeah. it's really cool exactly like i say I, I know because obviously now i'm going through that journey yeah obviously i owe so much to yourself and the likes of matt and griffins as a club you know yes yeah. why i've been and here you. for so long and of course myself, yeah. you know, <laughs> i did the work but obviously i've learned so much from from being here yeah. like i like similar to you, you, know, you look at your life 10 years ago and you're like, wow, what, it's like two different people and I've got a lot to thank through boxing and the people I've met and the experiences I've had like here in Australia and back home. And yeah, so obviously I'm going through my own journey myself and hopefully yeah. uh, I'm looking to build and try and create something my, myself and obviously that's, that's the goal. It's, it's interesting for me because like when I was 25, I, I literally had $500. Mm. So like taking a risk and signing a lease and putting everything I had into, into it, it mm. were, the risk was minimal, yeah. right? And, uh, and then we were successful. We were successful and are, and are successful. But I find it really hard now to have risk when I start to launch new things. Mm. I have three kids. Yeah. I have a mortgage. I have a family. And, mm. and, uh, and to risk that or the assumption of the risk mm -hmm. is really, really tough. But what hasn't changed for me is that the team, and I, I say team as in like our amateur boxing team, mm -hmm. and also my team as in my staff team, and then the membership as a family, that's always been constant for mm -hmm. me. Like I walk into this building and I feel at home. Yeah. I walk into here, I, I, I see you and I see the other athletes or I see my team and my, my coaches that are here or the members are here and it feels, um, it feels stable. It mm. feels like home, yeah. right? And it really helps when the, when the in insecurities of, of moving forward with new things or like the past and all that stuff kind of kind of sit heavy on your thoughts like you always have that mm. and I think that's really really cool for 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 me anyway and mm. I think for the people around so like you know you're coming into a big tournament coming up like you know you have support mm. already you already know it you don't have to guess yeah you know and I think that that really helps like kind of lift us up yeah. when the tough the times Takes are the tough. intensity yeah. out of it right yeah yeah but so. again that goes just back to that's something that you've built you know that's not something that just happened no it's like yeah, you yeah. started that from day dot so going again going day back dot. to from day dot day <laughs> one go so and then just lastly on that going back to the community center days where 
you know, you had 500 quid in your pocket, $500. It's me, still English. Yeah, I'm still trying to quid. figure out what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> $500 in your pocket. Even back then, did you ever, did you see where you are today back then? Did you have a goal of, you know, one day I, I could do something with this? 100%. Did you, you always had that in your Always. Always? One, like 100%. And I, does that take the fear factor out of launching new things? Because you have got, you've got so many things, you do so much stuff. Like I, I'm, Honestly, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people do. They're like, how does he do it? But you have a lot of things that, are, that you know, and it's, it's, yeah. Man, it's all, it all, it's all here and here, mm. right? Like this is successful. I already know it. Mm. And I'm not trying to be arrogant. This no, is not no. an arrogant no. uh, like uh, uh, speech. I, I, I just, I just know. And mm. being an entrepreneur, you, you just have some entrepreneurs that can just see it. I remember walking into this Griffins and it wasn't this Griffins. Yeah, I know, I see I, pictures. Right, yeah. it was, it was, yeah. it was, and and this one was way better than the first one. Let me tell you, the first one, I was, and I go like this, I'm like, okay, you guys see it? Mm. And everyone's like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. But I'm like, no, but can't you see it? Can't you, like, it's it's here and it's here and it's here and like, and and and, and I, I only know a few people in my friend base that are also entrepreneurial mm -hmm. that kind of see that vision mm -hmm. right but when you see that vision that's one thing but when you have self-doubt and when you have you know bad thoughts mm -hmm. or you you have you're down on yourself or you let those kind of like demons catch up to you mm -hmm. that you know i remember starting my journey i i i opened i was 25 years old i opened one of the largest boxing gyms in the country and i'd never had a fight yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy of, yeah. when you think of it, right? Mm. And there were haters out there, man, yeah, like big hardcore haters that, you know, at that time it was like forums. It wasn't Facebook. It was yeah, like yeah, yeah. on chat things, right? Yeah, yeah. And man, I, I, it was tough. It was, it was really tough. And it took me a long time because I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight because I wanted to be a better coach. Mm. I never wanted to fight to become uh, like the champ fight, of the world. Yeah, I wanted to know what it was like to lose. So when you lost, I knew and I, I had compassion mm. and I had empathy for that yeah, situation. I wanted to know what it was like to go into a tournament because I needed to know what it was like to have fights back to back because mm. when you're struggling, I need to be able to give you and I need to be able to put myself in your shoes, right? Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to get into the ring not because i wasn't capable of getting into the ring it took me a long time to get into the ring so i didn't do it for somebody else mm. and the first fight i ever had um it was for me unfortunately the second fight i had was for somebody else okay. it was for somebody else to prove them wrong and and i lost that fight and they blew my ear drum out which sucked but uh, at the end of the day I learned a valuable lesson for myself and it was to do things that are going to be a bettering of my skills for so I could help other people mm -hmm. and it wasn't about proving somebody wrong is uh, I shouldn't say that actually it wasn't about like trying to shut the haters up mm -hmm. I, I, I like it when when I have friends that challenge me and I'll be like oh yeah I'm gonna do it and I can prove them yeah. wrong that way but it's not it's in a positive outlook mm. it's not in a like fuck you That's you a, talk yeah, bad yeah. about me you know what I mean yeah no I get and it. um and and so my career of boxing I had 10 fights and and they were it was great it was great I, the one I lost it was great because I know now what it's like yeah, to yeah. lose and I can help that that kid that's 
15 that just lost. I could help that that athlete that I have. So um, again, my journey, I'm, I'm a level three national level coach. I'm a star one Olympic level coach. Um, I've always wanted to be that. Mm. I've always wanted to be a coach to help build people. Um, and so that journey has been really, really interesting. Mm. Ups and downs, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. I like that though, because it shows like how selfless you are. The fact that you know, you're willing to put yourself through them experiences. And yeah, of course, at the start it was for you. And then you were saying that about not doing it for to sharp the haters or like a, yeah. a big like, fuck you or whatever. But ultimately it was all for, so you could be better for other people. Yeah. I think that goes to show just like the person that you've that you are even back then with the community center you've mm -hmm. taken on a big responsibility and the last bit of money that you have so that you can start training people so you can help people and that's something that you've carried all the way through again yeah like even putting yourself through an experience of getting beat getting your eardrum but i almost beat them oh, almost yeah, you almost <laughs> but, but again put yourself through that experience to get beat so that you can help that 15 year old kid in 10 15 20 years time and you're still doing it you know it's not you've done it and then you've walked away. It's like mm -hmm. you're still doing it on a daily basis. You have, what, 300 people, God knows how many numbers <laughs> that you have, but you have a lot of people coming through here every single day yeah. and you're helping them and your, your staff and it's, that's all come from act of being selfless. Yeah, and I, I, I think the, like, the, the hard part in my journey has been um, that the boxing coach, the typical boxing coach, uh, um, trains boxers as the passion um, outside of their job. Mm. They work at a newspaper and they coach yeah. boxing. Mm. They work Tired at the mill, mm. they work, train boxing. They're a lawyer, they train boxing. Like they do it as the passion. And um, one of the harder points of, of, of this journey has been that um, I, this is my livelihood. Mm. Like I do boxing as a passion mm. and boxing feeds my family. Yeah. Right. And so being able to have that, um, those worlds meld mm -hmm. has been a tough, a tough yeah. one for, especially for people to look, look in to. Mm. I'm very, very generous when it comes to things, but when it threatens when it when it subdues on the things that are going to affect my family, mm -hmm. then I get a very protective. Of course, and yeah. and those things sometimes collide. Mm. And um, it's been cool because I've been able to like learn other things to express uh, a little bit of my my uh, myself outside of boxing. Like I've started to work with wood and and build things mm. and you know do renovations on my house and those type of things where mm. I can kind of get my myself out of boxing and into something that's a little bit like more that I can just do to put my time and yeah. energy into it and not have it so it's like a two-way street all the yeah, time because yeah. there's many hats being worn mm. right but um, I think that would be my you know my biggest challenge through this whole thing of mm. being able to like you know maintain something that's a business we run it as a business as yeah, a business yeah. and then being able to foster athlete relationships being able mm. to foster athlete growth being able to foster athlete development all through a journey i think mm. that's the hardest challenge that i've had yeah. um yeah yeah again like obviously i can see the what while with you explaining it like that i can see the pros and cons of having your passion and your business for doing it for you've been doing it for so many years i can see how easily 
see how easy it could be to to fall out of love and get a bad taste for you know maybe the sport or something when you know there's people threatening you and like you're living in your place of like comfort like to go to a gym where I love to box and then to be like working all out of it as well of course it's great but I can also sometimes see how it because it becoming your job totally you can sometimes you know put your back up against the wall and you're just like right this isn't like yeah this was my fun but now it's not so fun anymore once you start talking business and you know you like you say you, you've got a family to look after stuff like that you used to box to to help like I don't know say like you like I, I box sometimes just to you know get out of the real world totally sort of thing. man yeah but then Clear once the head. that is your thing and then obviously now you've found other things you know building your house and started learning you you know trades and stuff like that and it's good that you've done that but I can see yeah that's I, the difficulties probably within running this business and for so long as well like, yeah you know. I, I I always say to people like I don't work my buddies are like you don't go to work right because mm. I don't I wear yeah. I wear t-shirts and shorts every single day yeah. of my life I mean mm. that's pretty cool yeah, yeah like I'm pretty grateful of that mm. and uh, when I come here I feel at home so I go from home to home yeah and that's I feel really yeah, grateful yeah. for that um, yeah, there's there's definitely moments, man. I'd I'd be lying to you. There'd be there's definitely moments where I, you know, your your back is against the wall, and your and your character is being being um, abused mm. by people out there that don't get it. They just yeah. don't understand, or they don't know me enough to to get it, mm. um, or or that I I have self doubts, or that I beat myself up and put my own self against the wall and beat mm. the, like I beat the yeah, shit out of, of, of myself way more than anyone else could. Mm. Um, but the end of the day, when I have um, you know little Jimmy come back into the program, and he's like, "Hey, you used to train me when I was 15 years old. Mm. I'd like you to meet Jimmy Junior. Yeah, and you're gonna try to start training him." And that that transition happened a couple of years ago for the first time, yeah. and like. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's uh, so. like that's iconic for me. That's mm. like we're a staple. We are, uh, we are part of the North Shore. The North Shore is part of us. It's like it kind of had a nice full circle. Yeah, happen. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. I'm getting all, gonna, all emotional. No, like Danny, no, no. I would be as well. I mean, I think I think, <laughs> honestly, I think it's I think that's incredible. I think that's exactly what the sport is about. You know, it's yeah. like the circle of life. You know. And then soon in another 15 years, there's going to be a junior, junior. Totally. You know, and you're totally. going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I can just imagine, you know, just how, how like, uh, wholesome that is for you, you know, as, as a person. And, you know, you can probably, in moments like that, it's probably when you sit back and, you know, I'd, I don't know how much you sit back and reflect, but there's probably in, in little times like that, you could probably have a minute yourself and it's quite wholesome. And, you know, you probably think, well, I'm doing the right thing. Job done sort of thing, you know? Totally, man. Like, I... I I wear many hats, so mm. time sometimes goes pretty quick, but there's been moments, uh, like solid, good moments where you walk into the gym and you just have this coach teaching and they're teaching just so good, yeah. like way better than I could do, mm. 100%. And they're just, and the room is captivated and you see this or, and you just, you just stop and you're like, wow. Mm. This is cool. Yeah. Or you see a kid that you train that you know went through a really tough spot, like really bad, like almost committing suicide bad. And then you see that they just graduated or you see that they, 
that they you know just started their business or got a new job or like something like that where you're mm. like wow that was that was worth it that was worth every single moment of you know forum talk yeah, or yeah. or slack or whatever that was mm -hmm. those moments define it for sure mm. yeah. yeah that's amazing yeah. um now obviously i've known you for for a number of number of years um and i know this guy means meant a lot to you uh norman Norby, yeah um i just wanted you to kind of like speak on how much of an influence he had on you on your life and and in boxing and stuff like that because i mean you've had such a big impact on me and i know how much that guy meant to you and i I've probably never told you that that you have such a big impact on me, but you have obviously. You Thanks, know, brother. I mean, these last three and a half years have been like almost life changing for me as well. So, um, obviously, probably when I leave and when I when I think back, it's going to be you know Griffin. You leave, and, yeah. <laughs> but how? Like, I want to know sort of how much of an impact did he have on you? As I know, he was very important to you. Yeah, Normie was uh, was huge. Uh, um, Remember, I said my grandpa stood up for me mm. uh, in the courtroom there. Uh, my grandpa passed not long after that, and um, and Normie became my adopted grandpa. He, uh, I met him at the rec center. Mm -hmm. He was like sixty-eight or something like that, and you know, hitting the speed bag and skipping, and you know, one thing led to another. Talk to the guy and have some interaction, and uh, we became quite friend friendly and. Um, and he said, uh, if you ever open a gym, you know, I'll come, uh, I'll be your first, first guy down there. Right. And, and Normie was old school, mm -hmm. right? Like real old school, like Yvonne Durrell, uh, you know, back in the day, old school and, uh, and opened the gym and, and he was the first guy to walk through the door and he's like, I'm your first hire. And he was my first like front desk person, okay. right? <laughs> I had to go through like seven computers the first year because there there was so much porn on the computers. It was funny. He was great. He didn't. Uh, he so yeah. He was awesome. <laughs> his stories were the best, though. Like he, his stories, he could make a whole room shine mm. right and smile and they they became more elaborate over the years mm. and uh and i remember he, he he's passed now but uh i remember two days before he passed the day before he passed he wasn't coherent but the day before that two days before he passed he was fully coherent and uh, we were talking about some of his stories and like you know one of his stories was that he got busted shoplifting. He stole candy. And uh, Mills Candy was the place. And M Mr. Mills caught Norm. And Norm's brothers, big family from Brunkton. Um, and he said, hey, Norm, I'm sending you up the hill where the, where the penitentiary was. Okay. And his like, brother was up for like hanging or whatever. Like he was bad news, right? <laughs> And, and Norm's like, no, no, you know, like, uh, don't do that. And Mill's like, I'll let you out this time, but you owe me, you know? Anyway, fast forward. Norm's in Madison Square Gardens, boxing. It's Madison Square Gardens. And he's in his change room. Well, what do you want there? You know, door opens. A guy walks in, an old guy with a box, and sits it down on the table, opens the box, and says, Norman Gautreaux, 
It's payback time. And the, and it was Mills Candy on a robe. Oh, yeah? And Norm has a photo of him wearing, wearing it to the Mills fight. Candy into Madison Square Garden. Jesus. Like, you can't make that yeah, story yeah. up, man. That's just crazy. That's a bell. But the, the coolest thing about Norm is that he had the, the best memory ever. Mm. And again, day before his, two days before he passed, I said to him, I'm like, Normie, the crazy thing is, like, I can remember... I had ten fights, and I remember maybe the names of like five yeah, of yeah. them. Like yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't remember. And Norm's like, Dave, I remember er name of every single guy I fought. And then he goes, and I also remember the name of their wives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you slide dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I had to go through seven computers the first year. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he was awesome. So um, the cool, the cool thing about our relationship is that um, he 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 needed me and I needed him, mm. you know, and and we had a really cool mutual love uh, for each other. And uh, he had quite a fierce temper. Let me mm. tell you something. He was he was an old school boxer. Yeah. Uh, but he had a fierce love as well, and and he really embraced my family. He really embraced this community. Um, we call them our Morgan Freeman of Griffins. Oh, yeah. um, but the cool thing is that I got to honor him while he was alive. Mm. We had uh, the Jimmy Filippone belt uh, was was going on, and and that's my grade three teacher is as Miss Filippone, and um, and I asked her after at ten at the tenth year I asked her if we could retire that belt and change it into the Norman Gotro belt, and the Norman Gotro belt uh, had uh, two or three years of him being able to present his own belt yeah. to people. And and he was a very prideful man and and he he uh, and he held himself in in accord of what people mm. thought and and I think that was really really good for him. Yeah, like yeah. Really, it's a nice thought. Yeah. And I you know his his daughter says that the only reason he he lived after 75 years old, I think he was in real life, I think he was 87, but on his on his fake boxing passport that yeah. he used to get into Madison Square Garden, I think he was 89. Um, but the reason he lived that long, his his daughter says, was because of this community, yeah, which is amazing. pretty cool. Yeah, that is yeah. amazing. Like I say, I, I never met him, but I, I, I hear you, you know, always speaking good stories, even on fight nights, you know, sometimes you have the mic and you know, you, you, you'll say a mention or yeah. you tell a little story. I mean, usually and, I cry uh, at that boy. <laughs> yeah, and, no, I think it's really real touching. And again, it just brings me back to just everything kind of like what boxing is for me. You know, there's, there's, yeah. there's certain people and certain memories and feelings that stick with you. And I can tell that's something that's really important and stuck with you. So that's uh, kind of just why I wanted to, wanted to ask you because you know I've never really asked you that question before. Yeah, cool, man. So yeah. uh, no, I respect that, and obviously he's obviously a massive part of Griffins, and he obviously always will be. So yeah, no, he, I mean his pictures all over the yeah, yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, even our community, like uh, one of our athletes, uh, Fariar, his dad made a picture, a mosaic of Norm, mm. and it has three thousand pieces of wood that are one inch by one inch mm. painted so that when you are are close you just looks like pieces of wood but when you walk away from it it's like it's like an EFT yeah e, e, what's that what's that no NFT NFT it's like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. it's like a real life yeah, NFT yeah, yeah. man yeah, it's, it's amazing like, it's, it's spectacular amazing, yeah and like you know just that community love mm. like 
you need something special in order for that to happen. Yeah, you need course. someone special, and you need to have special people uh, in order to that happen. Mm. So, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty grateful, really am. And you know, I I guide it, but it's it doesn't happen without the team. And yeah. again, the team, the amateur team, which which gives us that like boxing clout and gives us that like hard working something for people to look up to mm. in the club but also my my staff team and my coaches and my my front desk and like those those people um who all we they all encompass this mm. big big thing called griffin so yeah. it's pretty cool that's amazing yeah so obviously we spoke about it a little bit earlier but again just kind of like while we're while we're there it's that culture that you've built from day one you know like you say your your staff you know they they all they know everyone you know you can walk in and the person on the front desk he knows every single person's She's name getting tested today yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, um but yeah like i say all, all your staff you know they, they they've started they've come through either as kids or they've come through the ranks they've come in as boxers and you know they've they've developed through the, your system and now they're coaches um obviously your amateur team obviously i'm on it so i understand the the culture that you've built and I just want to know, like, how big is cult? How important is culture for you for being successful as Griffins? And yeah, it's everything. It's everything. It's everything, man. Uh, like, it's everything. I, I, uh, you can be a great boxer. Don't get me wrong. You don't need necessarily a culture to be a great boxer. But I think you're going to be a great boxer alone. Mm. And I think that those athletes although they have they can have success they're going to suffer when those times get tough and they're going to suffer when um when their backs against the wall or they're or they're staring at a a bottle of rye and they, they shouldn't be drinking it right mm. uh i mean you've witnessed firsthand where we've taken somebody that just needed to needed a, a day to change from being mm. really shitty to good and the whole yeah. team comes and gives them a hug like you can't you can't get that yeah. if you don't have culture mm. you know and um yeah i'm a big believer big big believer of it uh, and and culture doesn't isn't just because it's like oh, i say to do this or do this is culture is also about me letting go of a process and saying hey what do you think mm. like are you okay yeah you know or what do you think we should do for that person that's that's you know down mm. and then culture what it does is it takes the values of everybody that's here already remember i don't want the five percent mm. i want the 95 percent yeah because the 95 percent for me is more what the population is in here of right and those 95 percent they share some core values right and those core values we use like compassion like family like you know aspiring to be better like mm. leadership like you know safety and welcoming and you know those type of things um and yeah so culture is huge man yeah. Yeah. And, and and i actually think that if you look at any business out there the ones that are successful whether they're they're a you know engineering firm or an accounting firm which mm -hmm. you know in my eyes maybe the you know no offense to the accountants or engineers but like that'd be a pretty dry mm. work environment yeah of course but you actually see really fantastic firms because they have good culture mm. and the culture embraces the actual people who do the work. So it's not actually the work that they do, it's the people involved in the work that they do. Mm. And I think that's huge. That's and good, yeah. yeah. No, 
I agree. So yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so not well, that you need so my validation. Well, no, no. It's it, it, we, what we do, though. We do because you're part of it. Like I want to know what you're going to do with boxed off. Uh, so maybe we'll take it off camera. Ah. Don't want to be giving away all the secrets. <laughs> but again, no, exa exactly. I'm, I'm with boxed off. It's it's about feeling. It's yeah, about totally. you know. Um, of course, uh, I'm trying to build a community and and again like a culture. I don't have a gym, um, but you know I still think that there's still room to to build a community. And again, yeah, it's it's oh, something very every, similar. Every single person in here wears a boxed off shirt, yeah. so so you have a community already supporting yeah. you from that. It's really cool, man. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And yeah, so we'll, we'll see where it where it goes. And I'm cool. looking forward to taking it home and and really knuckling down obviously right now home right right now yeah. competitions uh we have a bet we have a bet that it's only once you get on the plane that, that you're actually telling the yeah, truth I know, <laughs> yeah especially after the last time so, but, um so griffin's obviously like i say i've been here for years but griffin's has been successful for a number of years you know you've had some great fighters some great coaches like real good but for me right now I, I feel the strength in, like you say, the team and mm -hmm. how successful, how active we've been, stuff like that. Where do you think, obviously it's probably all gonna tie back to this, the, the C word culture, right. but where do you think that success is, like for me right now, I think it's been the strongest since I've been here. Yeah, that's that's my personal feeling. You no, might, I, I, I agree before. with you. Yeah. Obviously, I, I don't know, but for me personally, from what I see from, from the inside and even if I'm put myself on the outside, I, I see the strength in Griffin's amateur team right now. What do you put that down to? Uh, apart from culture? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from the C word? Well, you know what? Um, we we have a really good, uh, really good team. Like, really good. Probably in the 18 years that we've been doing this is probably our strongest team that we've had. Um, a tribute to quite a few things. Uh, longevity of the athletes in the program. So we have like, you know, six year people, mm -hmm. right? And that really helps as we develop. Um, uh, we have co a great coach, like Matt's amazing. He, he's, he's unreal, yeah. He is literally a scientist mm. of the sweet science. And Matt and I work really well together mm. because I'm, I'm more philosophy, you know, big picture, and mm. he's a very detailed, very detailed guy. So we work really well together and Parsa helps, uh, helps a team really huge too. Um, and and then we have you know uh, some veteran people that have been here for three years that that understand how to how to embrace the new people and how to make sure that those new people that come on you know day two they're not like this mm. day two they they understand that that they need to move their head off the line mm -hmm. so then and then by you know year two they're actually really good sparring partners for you so you've helped yourself develop do you yeah. know what I mean like mm -hmm. um, so. So that that's been huge, and then uh, the last piece is I like I work so so hard to get athletes fights. Mm. I, I put in a lot of time and energy, and um, and I think it's pay, it's paying off all that work because we have athletes coming into the provincial championships that have you know during COVID for just the last two years you know I have athletes that have that have fought like seven times, mm. right? And that that's pretty unheard of for for most of the people in in the mm. sport, especially no. in this country. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the amount of fights for sure um, is a huge yeah. point as well. I can definitely yeah, I can definitely say um, 
obviously you're my, you're my coach, so I'm gonna say it, but like, even like from all the other gyms I've seen around the province, I honestly, like, I, I think you're the hardest working, you know, to make sure, you know, your team are on track and, and you know, I know how hard you work to get people fights, you know, you're willing to drive to, to different provinces, different countries, <laughs> you know, you're down in the States, like, what, two weeks ago yeah. for one fighter, yeah. you know, so it just goes to show, again, how much time, like, you still got this, this this business here but you're still willing to you know drive one person down to the state so they can get a fight and like so it, the hard work obviously the athletes are putting in you're, you're putting uh, the blueprint there but you're also working just as hard you know to keep them busy to keep them active during a pandemic and and all that stuff so obviously i think that's another a big part is uh obviously you've got your culture but you've also got the hard work that that you and matt and pass on that you've all put in as yeah, a club thanks, so i mean like i said before i go from my family to a family mm. so although i i do need to see my and want to see my kids uh more mm. on a weekend than when i'm driving <laughs> to buttfuck nowhere yeah. somewhere oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a fight um i feel like i'm supporting my family mm -hmm. doing that um and uh and that family is just it just so happens to be an athlete uh, instead so um yeah, it's, it's, again, it's hard to drive, you know, 12 hours for nine minutes, mm. what it boils down to, but the, but the input of that energy is really paying off. Mm. It's really paying off because the, the athletes um, are more into it. They, they work harder, they, um, they train harder, they can mentor harder. And and then the whole the whole thing just starts to build up on mm. itself. And and again, that's where culture comes in. But we're yeah. not allowed to use that word anymore. Yeah. Are we? <laughs> <Scrap that laughs> no. But again, it just shows that's obviously it keeps creeping up and yeah. for 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 a reason. Yeah. Um. So obviously, Griffin's very successful at the minute. You know, we've got we got heading into our provincials. I, I'm sure we're gonna do really well. I hope I do really well. Uh, but of course, we've got like a, a, a good amount of fighters even entering the tournament, which is which is incredible. But off the back of that, you know, you're you're on the, the board of boxing BC. You know, you're you're heavily involved in um, being like a working for the province. Do you have any ambitions for yourself as a coach to maybe even go further, whether it's like a professional or maybe boxing Canada or anything like that? Do you? Are you quite content with what you're building here as a, as a, an amateur level, or would you ever consider taking on pros if they came through the Griffins? Like, is that anything that you've ever thought about, or are you kind of just yeah, in I, the present I, right now? Yeah, like I, we've had some pros come through. Um, I like training amateur athletes, and and by amateur I mean Olympic mm. uh, athletes. Um, I wouldn't be down or against the idea but uh it's not quite where my passion lies mm. my passion lies on uh building people mm -hmm. and so if i can do that from somebody that knows nothing to bring them up to knowing and being successful then then i i'm fulfilled here mm. and so um boxing canada and boxing bc like we'll see um I get along. We we have a great board right now. Mm. I, I've I've been in the game a long time. I've seen some really 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 shitty boards mm. <laughs> through the years, 
and lots of infighting and lots of really bad culture. Yeah. And right now we actually have really, really good board and, mm -hmm. and the memberships are getting, getting along and we can go to this club and spar and we can mm -hmm. go to this club and fight and, and everyone's getting along really well. So mm -hmm. it makes the job a lot easier to yeah. be able to uh, host tournaments where there's 150 yeah, yeah. you know people uh, entering into a tournament mm -hmm. like that's a lot of work it's yeah. going to be a lot of work but it's worth it if mm -hmm. everybody's getting along right yeah. um but I, my next venture is is box tech so mm -hmm. um this is a purely about uh teaching coaches how to coach and sure. and using our our trademark system of different color hand wraps to to teach boxing a sweet science it's very complicated mm. and very um, finessey and to break when we break it down just to teach them in steps to be able to do it mm -hmm. really really well yeah. so um, so that's that's the big that's the big focus coming mm -hmm. out of this this next year that's yeah. good yeah um, well, Dave. Cool. Yeah, we'll probably wrap up there because we've got a team down. I got a team. I need to get ready for this tournament. You're but, late, um, burpees. Yeah, hundred burpees. But um, again, thank you so much for for doing cool. this. Yeah, thanks. Like I don't I say, think I I looked at your screen once. Sorry. Right, yeah. It's okay. But um, like I say, obviously it's it's been really nice sitting down with you and chatting. You know, yeah, we don't normally it, do this. So uh, yeah, I appreciate it and look forward to look forward to this weekend. Cool, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, you're gonna kick ass. So Cheers, I can't buddy. wait. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, and thanks, thanks for supporting Dan. Really appreciate you guys watching uh, his podcast and and picking up some of the some of the swag. <laughs> um, he's he's good shit. So, yeah, yeah. thank you, mate. Yeah, man, absolutely.